A little money in my pocket, stars in my eyes Women on my mind and the world in my hands Yeah, on those solid dog moving roots. It's on with Lloyd Spiegel about his fabulous new album, uh, Double Live Set. It recorded uh, in Melbourne, uh, March 2015. Yeah, it took about songwriting and travelling and writing and being a bluesman. All the good things here about one of Australia's great bluesmen travels the world. And Brownie said I should keep on walking That's the truth that he told Let the music get the better of me And let the devil get in my soul I went down to the crossroads I swear I was willing to make the sale And I played every mile of the road And the dirt and the rail Okay, yeah, welcome Lord S- Lloyd Spiegel uh, We'll start again, welcome Lloyd Spiegel Solid Dog Blues and Roots, great to have you on board again, mate. Oh, mate, it's lovely to come see you. It is an essential part of the calendar for being the darling of the chat shows. <laughs> uh, that's well, well, you won't try and put us on the chat shows, mate, but, but congratulations on a great new album. Um, the Lloyd Spiegel double live set, and I was uh, fortunate to be there on the second night, I think, when it was recorded. Tell us about the recording process for this and uh, why you did it. You know, we wanted to... to, to you know, celebrate 25 years on stage, and uh, which is what I'm doing this year. Hard to believe, and uh, and decided a live album was the way to do it. You know, I'm, I'm best on stage, and I'm uh, more comfortable on stage than I am in a studio. So we thought, let's 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 look around for a room to do it in. And as it turned out, Robert Dylan, who I wanted to do the recording, was working in the Spiegel tent at the time. And well, I mean, you know, that kind of sells itself in a way, doesn't it? Yeah, so I thought, yeah. let let's go Spiegel in the Spiegel tent and uh, and see what happens. And look, we we sold both nights out, and it was amazing. I was uh, thoroughly humbled by the amount of people that wanted to be wanted to be part of it. Yeah, there's no connection between you and the Spiegel tent. I I so wish there was. I'd retire tomorrow if no I owned a Spiegel tent. Great back there somewhere. No, I, I, the Spiegel is the German word for mirror, so yeah. it's the mirror tent. And I think that's how it all started. The Spiegel okay. tents that travel around the world and. Uh, but I get asked that frequently, and I dare say the night of the recording there were more Spiegels in the Spiegel tent than ever before. Yeah, well, that could be the case. <laughs> now, look, this album, it's a double CD, which is a lot of work. Um, I just, I feel like the reason for that is because I wanted to do a double on purpose. I think every artist should at some point do a double album, you know. It's, yeah. uh, you know, and for me, and I grew up listening to, to double records, Budokan and Alchemy, and I thought, oh, I'd love to do a double album one day. So this was my opportunity, and because there's so much music to cover over 25 years uh, in an anthology type situation we thought well let's just see how many we end up with yeah. and as it turned out there were 25 tracks from uh, the shows that we thought were worthy of the album yeah and look I, I was there as, as I said the second night um, but when I listened to this um, album uh, there's, there's not many mistakes in any of it um, is that because you play this stuff all the time or you rehearsed greatly for it or how, how, did, it, how did it get so such high quality you know there a lot of it is because they've been played time and time again and, and I was comfortable with those songs um, but the ones that turned out the best were the ones that I rarely play live and I think it's because I was excited to play them um, the audience helped so I'll freely admit that I, I did go in there on the Saturday and record the entire show without an audience just in case because Friday didn't quite go the way I wanted it there were some yeah. songs I felt we didn't nail and I wanted to make sure that if it all went to hell on the Saturday that um, that I had an album ready to go. As it turned out, Saturday was one of those shows where everything fell into place. Um, yeah. The crowd was amazing. I mean, that was a show that had sold out uh, very quickly. So we knew it was diehard fans who really wanted to be there. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, as it turned out, a, a huge chunk of the, of the album ended up being the Saturday night. 
Wake up, mama, but turn your lamp down low. Wake up, mama, and turn your lamp down low. You know, it won't do nothing, baby. I'm gonna keep me from your door. Rob Dylan did a really great job of that. I mean, luckily the crowd was really good on the night. They kind of knew their place. They were being mostly quiet. There was a few up the back who were being a bit stompy and uh, yelling around, but uh, we managed to, to edit them out as best as we could. Plus, you know, it's a live album. They've, they've yeah. got to be there. Yeah. And um, But yeah, it's almost like they had a script, most of the audience. They were laughing when they were meant to laugh and clapping when they were meant to clap. It was really amazing, and I was... Um, I was really taken by the whole experience. That was fantastic. And a lot of the songs on here, Lloyd Spiegel um, stuff, uh, especially on the first CD, like one after the other after the other, you threw in a Dylan there. Yeah. I saw. But the, the Spiegel stuff, what, what, what amazed me about this is the quality of the songwriting. I mean, I, we all know Tangle Brew, which is a few mm-hmm. years ago, and it's really high-quality stuff. But a lot of stuff goes way back. It does. And, and you know, funny enough, there, there's songs like New York City, for example, is one that that I decided at the last minute to, to re, redo, you know. It was kind of this folk song years ago that I released 15 years ago uh, on the Tall Stories album, and it never got a run live. It, it never made its way into my set, and I never hear about that song, but I always felt like the lyrics were better than it had been given credit for. So yeah. I just reworked it to, to match my current style a little more, yeah. and it's really given it new life. And there's, there's a few songs like that on the album that um, maybe when I wrote them, uh, even though I wrote them, I wasn't mature enough to deliver them. Yeah. Uh, and now with a few more years under my belt uh, and a, a few less notches, I... Uh, I was able to sort of rework those songs and, and make them current. So I'm really proud of, of the mix on there of, of stuff from my very early days, my blues stuff, my guitar player stuff, the songwriting stuff, songs that are uh, I've played live for years but never recorded, um, staples of the show that have, have, have grown and grown. Now I get those new versions on. It's a, it's a good mix of everything I've done and my favourite stuff. How can you write something but not be mature enough to uh, play it? I think it's it's a subconscious thing, you know. I never think about what I'm writing. So I think if you write it and you, you try and work out what it means later, uh, and it, what it means to you at the time will be completely different ten years later. Um, but the delivery itself, musically and with and vocally, um, may not have been there originally for me to be able to do. Also, I think there's a confidence thing with your songwriting. Years ago, when I when I did Tall Stories and those those very early songwriting attempts, um, the songs were good, and I and I acknowledge that now. But back then, I was petrified to play them because I was this blues guitar player. Yeah. And I didn't want to upset my audience. So I'd release albums full of original material and then never play them. Uh, I'm getting a lot more comfortable in that now. So, uh, and, and, and so I think that they've taken on that new form because I've, I've grown enough to be able to play them confidently. I don't know how you found me here. What do you want from me? I'm going under. Won't you just leave it be? So I hurt myself more than I've hurt you. It's a sad lie, but it's true, and I'm going under. Did you wanna come too? I'm staying busy. I'm playing from town to town. I'm trying to forget your face, but it's all coming back to me now. So I'll meet you in New York City. Catch the train on up and look my best. Oh, my friend. Till I 
see you in New York City And catch you up to speed with how I'm changed My way is Yeah, I mean, you've got a Dylan song on there And mm. I remember seeing an interview with Dylan He said... Uh, the guy who wrote that, those songs back then, he said, I don't know who he was. He said, I couldn't do it. That's right. And I'm sure that there's a lot of songs that I've, I've done that I, I, I can't even remember what they were about. Um, or they're about a series of things all just thrown together. I mean, these days you carry your mobile phone around and they've got a whole bunch of one-liners that you've thought of at the time. Uh, and you put them all together. So it may not mean anything. It's all about creative license. But certainly I, uh, that Dylan track, you know, was, it was something I've played for years and never recorded. And... And it sort of just came up. I had no intention of that being on the album. I think Dylan's been covered enough. He doesn't need the royalties. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it, it's a great song. As it turned out, I picked up my guitar and, and I had, had it tuned for another song. And I thought, oh, well, I may as well do this while I'm here. Yeah, now, you're playing Cole Clark? I am, exclusively. I, I love my Cole Clarks. I played two of them on, on the night. Uh, one for the duo set that's uh, slightly altered to, to yeah. do all the things I needed to do and, and one with a redwood top for the acoustic set because it was a bit more of a, a natural sounding acoustic tone. And You know, it, it's a great blessing to be working so close with a company that will build a guitar exactly the way I need it for stage. You, you go on stage with a guitar that does exactly what you have designed it to do. We're talking a real confidence boost. Yeah, and so you've left the electric behind? I have for the time being. I mean, my my my, my signature Cole Clark model has uh, an electric output that also plays electric guitar. So it's got an acoustic, and I loop the acoustic and play electric over the top, and yeah. that old trick um, yeah. that a lot of people do. But um, you know, in the blues scene, probably not not as much. But I um yeah, I, I think with the electric guitar, I do it a couple of times a year, often down at the uh, at the Elwood Blues Club. That's that's my <laughs> that's my little guilty pleasure to go out and play electric down there. But you know. I'm not. I'm just another electric blues player when I play yeah. electric guitar. Yeah. I think the ultimate goal for a musician is to have a link in the chain of its evolution somewhere. Yeah. So in Australian blues, I feel that with the acoustic, I'm actually bringing something a little different to the table. Yeah. I play it a little differently to the other guys, and and uh, that seems to be where my originality comes out. Yeah. So the the electric will always be for fun. I'll never put it away completely. Yeah. Fair enough. How do you deal with the notes per minute um, phenomena? You know, I, I get asked about my speed all the time, and I don't even realise how quick it is. Yeah. And when I was listening to a couple of the mixes of the album, I went, gee, that's, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I never set out to be a fast player. I never was a fast player, yeah. um, you know, until probably 10 years ago when I started getting involved with Cole Clark and doing a lot more guitar shows. I think that stuff just became second nature. It was never setting out to play quick um, or to, to be a virtuoso or any of those things that, that people might call me because I don't believe a word of it um, I'm just a blues player as it turns out that's how it comes out of me yeah. I'm a frantic kind of person I'm yeah. a stressed kind of person yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not an easy going kind of person and so I think that that just comes through with the guitar you won't do your sister's well you know you ran away you're married by I love yourself Lucille, come back where you belong. Lucille, come back where you belong. Let I be good to you, be back, please don't leave me alone. Now I woke up this morning, Lucille was not in sight. Ask her friends about us, you know, all their lips were tight. Lucille, come back where you belong. Let I be good to you, be back, please don't leave me alone. 
here on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots. We're talking with Lloyd Spiegel and uh, seems to have a few cuts off the double live set. Uh, new uh, material just been released by Lloyd. in a sense that I'd always just play guitar in front of the TV and so it's become second nature rather than learning something I've created the habit yeah. and so I don't have to think too hard about playing it so is guitar and music sort of like a bit of a, a cathartic exercise for you I think so demons out yeah I, th I think so it and that's that's the way I always say it I'm not a guitar player I'm a blues player because yeah. that's just the tool that I release whatever's inside me with and I think that that's what what blues music is regardless of the instrument you're playing so you know I I, I can't talk on a technical level about the guitar um, my guitar playing at all I really have no idea how I'm doing that or what yeah. I'm doing to, yeah. to, to, to get to that that speed or to get that finger picking pattern or uh, it's just how it happened and you know fast playing fast is one thing I, I still like to think and and some would disagree and they're welcome to I still like to think that each note's got a purpose yeah and and that when I'm playing that those notes have a purpose and maybe it is to be frantic but it, that's its purpose yeah you yep. know um, it just happens to be to be my style I'll probably just have to slow down one day I'm sure Tell me about this song. Um, there's a bit of uh, autobiography in this one, uh, Dirt Road to Paradise. Yeah, I wrote that song in Germany um, a while back. My my grandfathers were both in concentration uh, in Germany during just before World War Two, and um, you know, I, I whenever I'm in Germany, I have this great sense of homecoming. I imagine like most a lot of Australians would get in England. Mm -hmm. uh, I have this sense of homecoming, but it's a little bit bittersweet, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wrote penned a song for my grandfather, and then uh, and then it sort of took on this this other form. And talking of writing subconsciously, yeah, all of a sudden my former relationships come out. My my. The, the guilt I have of being away from my child so often comes out, all these sorts of things, and uh, and yeah, you got to write honest. Yeah, I think the audience deserves that, especially after 25 years of putting up with my crap. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they can, you know, and, and they'll spot if you're lying, and they'll spot if you're a phony, and they'll spot if you don't mean what you say. So that song has a lot of conviction for me, and it has uh, a lot of truth to it. And everything I write, I try and keep autobiographical because I got no right to say how anyone else feels. There's no way I could have survived in that war I should pay some respects but I've made other plans I keep pouring the wine till his blood's on my hands And I wonder if he could see what I've become Would he think I was worth all the fighting he'd done this must be the dirt road to paradise Skies will be clearer someday It must be the dirt road to paradise Or I'm telling myself it's the way Well, that's right. And there's another song of yours that I know a lot of males say to me, 
but I know you have female fans as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the Man That I Was. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty powerful song for a, for, for a lot of men. Um, yeah, I, I actually get a lot of comments. I get emails from men about that song, and it's 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 written from that place that, that many men get to, that, that dark space where there's that line between um, losing your former self and, and the one you're heading into, and that might be through marriage or through fatherhood or whatever it might be, and just letting go of the uh, of the party animal, I think, is where that song yeah. came from. Yeah. Well, it's a great song. Um, and And great album. Of course, the first question I should have asked is... Um, like this is like a, a pinnacle, a mountain you've climbed. <laughs> what do you do after? What does Lloyd Spiegel do after a double live set of, of this much power? I'm heading back to playing solo shows later in the year, and I'm I'm halfway through writing a, a solo album, a completely yeah. solo album, just me and the guitar and the stomp box. Uh, that's a, probably more directed towards uh, my songwriting. I mean, I've always been songwriter album or a blues album or a guitar album and, and I'm sort of putting something together that's all three and I've never really nailed that before uh, so I'm heading back to doing that kind of thing and writing some more songs I think ultimately I want to be a songwriter more than I want to be a guitar player have you got a publishing deal um, with, your, with your songs? Uh, not currently no not currently I've kind of held on to them they're like my children you're let you know, yeah, I might have to. I mean, <laughs> as they get older, part of this, part of this, uh, the therapy of doing a double live album is to be able to say goodbye to some of those tunes and, and reinvent and start fresh. Because you know, you get to a place where uh, you become very content. The audience knows the songs. Yeah, they clap at the intro. You know the show, so you don't have to rehearse anymore. You just get off the plane, you go to the gig, yeah. and it's very, very easy to get caught in that. And you find yourself looking in the mirror and singing, uh, "I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm on automatic pilot here." That's right, and you don't want to do that. I was, I took last year off because I, I played a packed out concert where I came off stage, the crowd was going nuts. Mm. It was the perfect gig, and I sat back, back down, uh, I sat down backstage, and I felt nothing. I felt absolutely no joy and no motivation, no excitement from the show whatsoever. And I realised that I was getting to that place where I could easily become jaded and. Um, and just content playing my gigs and, and making my money. So I had to get hungry again. So this album is more than just a 25-year anthology for me. It's it's about acknowledging what I've done and being proud of it and uh, about driving me to, to keep creating. Mixing my blessing, sowing the seed I'm having. 
sex for my tea. And I'm biding my time. Yes, I'm biding my time. The Japanese um, Buddhist thing where you smash the first pot. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I didn't smash. I didn't break the first album in half. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually, I, actually I, I admit, I haven't fully listened to the album yet. Yeah. Not the whole thing. I've heard, I've heard tracks here and there, and uh, I'm a little frightened to put it on because uh, I, I'm a very, very heavy critique of myself. Yeah. So, I, I'm likely to. Um, so I should change this and I should change that, and that's the standard cliche that every musician says with their material. But with a live show, I put a lot of pressure on myself and hold myself to a very, very high standard. So. Uh, I'm hoping it's there. I'm yeah. hoping it's there. Yeah. People are telling me it's there, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, you look very confident on stage. It's hard not to when you got a, name, a venue named after you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you had, uh, well, I call him young Tim Burnham uh, with you. Yeah, Tim Burnham, yes. Tim Burnham? Um, Tim, yeah, I yeah look, Tim, Tim and I have been touring nearly three years together now, and that's a long time uh, in, this, in this business. Uh, you know... To, to, you know, to have someone come with you on your journey. It's, yeah. you know, that's what you do when you're hiring another musician to chase your dream for you. Yeah. Um, it's a very big ask. And, and Tim stepped up to the plate. He's an astounding drummer. And, um, and he's been very, very hard working through this whole thing. So he's, he's chuffed to be on an album with me because he's yeah. worked with me on and off for 15 years yeah. and never got on any of my albums. So, um, we're really collectively proud of this. It was a project we, we dreamt up together. Yep. And our way of saying goodbye, him and I are, are ending our partnership at the end of uh, the, the national tour in, in August. So, um, it, it, you know, we get to keep this forever and know we made we made a difference. Fantastic. And tell me, you're, you're travelling, you've got a big audience, not only in Australia, but overseas as well. What are the main countries that seem to being latching on to Lloyd Spiegel? You know, J Japan in particular um, was very, very good to me for, yeah. for, for quite some time. And, and the funny thing is I'm kind of a has-been over there. <laughs> but because there's so many people, yes. when you play a has-been gig, there's still like six or 700 people in the audience. That's a small, that's a small room, you know. Yeah. Um, but once a year I perform in the States at a festival, once a year. And uh, I'm starting to get that urge to tour more in the US. I, I haven't toured there for... Uh, 13 years properly so I'm starting to get that little little niggle that I, I've got to get back over there yeah uh, but more time in Europe next year New Zealand and just you know accepting that, that wonderful wonderful thing that music is an accepted currency in every country in the world yeah uh, and it's a really really smart way to see it and you find people get your songs your lyrics doesn't matter if there's a language barrier Japan was hard yeah. uh, most of Europe speaks English and America speaks a form of English. Um, <laughs> depends where I am. Yeah. Uh, I've got to slow down a little bit because, of course, you know everyone understands "Hello, how are you?" Yes. But they don't understand "G'day, as a going." No. Because that's one word to them. No. G'day, as a going. <laughs> so you know, I had to slow down a little bit. But um, you know, certainly in Japan, people were translating my lyrics on Google yeah. and emailing me to ask if they were correct. Right, and they weren't because Google <laughs> Translate doesn't do as good a no. job as it thinks it does. So some of my songs seem like a really bad hundred-year-old folk song in yeah. Japanese <laughs> once it's translated <laughs> out. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, no, that's there's, fine. There's another career in that if you want. Absolutely, I, I I did used to find that really funny because I, I write I write back to my fans in Japan and in other countries that write to me in in different languages, and I Google Translate my response. Yeah, and I just hope it sounds okay and that they don't read it and think I'm some sort of mental patient. <laughs> 
Solid Dog Blues and Roots, we're listening to uh, Lloyd Spiegel about his new album, Double Live Set, and hearing some cuts. It's a healthy dose of heartache, still a bit of pill to take, and I'm much too hard to take it easy, and I'm much too real to fake. I stepped into the real world and checked my soul at the gate. I looked around a while, it's not my kind of place. This is my confession, I've no idea who I'm supposed to be. And it scares me half to death, this life I'm living isn't me. You only get to walk the road so long. <laughs> that, that might help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess that, um, you know, what, what it comes down to is, is melody and, and rhythm and rhyme and, and all those things. I mean, you know, so much of the non-English speaking world are so used to hearing music in different languages. I mean, in Europe, they'll listen to to all kinds of different languages in music so yeah. they're very used to um, to making what they want out of it and in a way that's better yeah. because it's not for me to write a song and say this is what it's about here's what you should think about that it's meant to to paint your own picture and t- tell me I mean on this album you you know we talked about Dylan you've got some uh, John Lee Hooker mm-hmm. uh, Robert Johnson yeah um, is, is it where, where do you go back to when, you, when you're, you're lacking inspiration when you need a shot, shot of adrenaline what do you go back and listen to? I like any music that's done well. So there's a very, very wide range. What I do tend to do is get the iPod out when I'm when I'm struggling to write, uh, because I do have a habit of putting terrible music on my iPod from the '80s just to listen to it for fun. Because I kind of miss the '80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to, to blues records during yeah, the '80s yeah, yeah. when all my friends were listening to. Um, of human league, is it? Yeah, that's right. All, all that, <laughs> I, I missed all that completely, and, yeah. I, and 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 my best friend is is constantly putting discs together. Good. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> and it was some great stuff. You know, it's funny how much of that I didn't hear at the time, but they seem so familiar to me because they're so catchy. And there's, it must be a time in your life when you're, yeah. when you're just taking everything in without even really noticing it. So, uh, when I when I get a little bit hard up for creativity, I, I do tend to go to my computer and pull out all the great songwriters and put that down and then uh, and then all the great blues but if there's one person I actually cannot live without on my iPod it's Brownie McGee and yeah. I, I keep going I always have some Brownie McGee and I always have some Chris Wilson is it the Dutch Tillis connection? definitely yeah and, and I was fortunate enough to spend time with Brownie before he passed and, 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 and play with him and um, he's just my favourite songwriter yeah. He painted beautiful pictures from blues songs. When everyone else was writing My Baby Left Me type stuff, he was really saying intelligent things with it. Yeah. He was a storyteller and an absolute gentleman. So it's him and it's Chris Wilson. For Australian artists, Chris Wilson. Oh, yeah. I've, I don't think I'm ever far away from, from Chris Wilson's Live at the Continental album. I think it's yeah. always with me on the road and uh, I keep going back to it. It's never gotten old. And King for a Day, which is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, everything he's done has, has been amazing. He's one of those performers that... Um, that really owns a stage, and I think that's what that's what draws me to him is that that it motivates me as a performer because my father took me to see him when I was very young. I used to wear a Chicago Bulls hat, yeah. and I used to cover my face with it and turn to the side so nobody could see me when I was on stage. and And I learnt performance by watching Chris Wilson at the Royal Derby as a kid. It was like because he never asked an audience to do anything; no. he just told them how it was going to be, and they all believed him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
And he was never shocked that they believed him either, and he still has that. I mean, I, I did this show with Chris uh, recently where it was just him and I on stage for a few songs, and I got up on stage and instantly felt like a 12-year-old child again and was in absolute awe, just feeling like I had the best seat in the house. No, he's fantastic, and um, yeah, he's got something. He's got something you can't put your finger on. But, uh... Yeah, there's, there's something amazing there, and a lot of Australian blues artists have that. I mean, uh, I get asked about artists all the time and who I idolise, and the truth is, I grew up having heroes that I could call on the phone yeah. who might as well have been muddy waters to me. I mean, Jeff Atchison and Dutch Childers, um, Fiona Boys, Jimmy Hocking, all those people, I had connections with when I was yeah. a very small child, and. And that was a pretty amazing grounding in the business. Still yeah. is. I still look up to them all and think this is just amazing that they're now my peers, and that they even treat me that way. You know. Yeah, and I remember interviewing Jesse Ballach, You know, mm -hmm. new young player from the New Zealand. Great player, fantastic and, player. And uh, I said, what, what influenced you? He said Jeff Atchison. Yeah. Like he idolises him. That's and, it. Um, uh, like we grew up with Jeff Atchison, so it's like you know, oh yeah, he's playing down the local pub, mm. you know. But it was amazing that he came from New Zealand and thought, wow. That's right. Oh look, and and we're full of that in Australia because it's a really well connected blues scene. So you know, those players, and I like to think myself these days, always have time for young players, always have time to promote it. We've got a really good network of blues clubs and blues societies that that help each other out and promote blues as a as a friendly, um, open family so yeah. I, I i really like that about the scene that's why it's growing and it's actually in a really healthy place right now yeah well they say it's new orleans berlin and melbourne are the three best blue scenes in the world that's let's, right. let's just let, even if it's not true let's just say that uh, exactly. we'll <laughs> worry about it later now listen you're heading off on the 25th anniversary tour yeah busy um, i'm gonna be very busy i'm just looking at the piece of paper you've got in your hand and i can see i'm gonna be a lot busier than i thought i was starting 12th of june so you better get on your skates um, and you're going right through until 29th of August. Yeah. Um, finishing up at the Spiegelton in Melbourne. There's a lot of airplanes and a lot of hotels on, on and, that uh, list. New South Wales, Victoria. So if people want to get onto this, they get onto rather than us read them all out and yes. uh, people go to sleep. It's lloydspiegel.com. That's the one, lloydspiegel.com. If you, if you type in something that's close to Lloyd Spiegel, you should Google should be able to work it out. Yeah. So you, and you, to get to these shows, do they buy tickets at the door, or they book them, or most of them are booked. But uh, LloydSpiegel.com has all the links, and you can just book your ticket there. It's uh, I'm going to every state in Australia and uh, playing every major city and most rural hubs. So uh, plenty of chances to get out there. A few of the shows are selling out very very fast. Fantastic. And um, if they want to buy the album, what do they do? Uh, again, head to lloydspiegel.com or you can now um, pre-order it on iTunes and you can pre-order from JB Hi-Fi right. uh, for shipment on and drop into your phone or device on July 1. <laughs> What's the official release date? July 1 is the official official world release date uh, in stores and online, but uh, you'll be able to grab them at the shows before then. Fantastic. Well, we, we wish you well, uh, Lloyd. You're not going to have any trouble... Uh filling these venues up was such a great uh, piece of work oh thank you very much it's uh and thank you thank you you know it's 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 there's a handful of people that i really think put in for blues music in australia and you're certainly one of them and uh you know we can't thank you enough it's a uh it's an actual credit to the scene that that you you've you've got so much material to work with you know yeah. <laughs> so many people to talk to you know i keep saying to people uh, when's your next album coming more content please more that's content. it that's it but you know it's um bringing Australian blues to the world is, is a priority for Australian blues artists because mm. they are among some of the best I've ever seen anywhere in the world well, that's and, right. and you know that and you're making a point to let everyone know so I much well, appreciate well, it people always send me emails saying I never knew that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's this great music down south yeah it's uh 
it's, look, it's a really healthy scene. Australia has a fantastic um, blues base, and uh, and there's fans. You know, there's fans where you know these tic- these tickets are selling really well, and it means that there's blues fans out there who want to go out and see a blues show. And uh, it's a matter of supporting the locals and and making sure you get out to see plenty of blues. Well, I wish you well, Lloyd, and um, not only uh, with uh, promoting this one. Um, but we're waiting for the next one that you're currently writing, so uh, we've always got a, an eye on the future. I'll be in the studio before the end of the year. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Lloyd Spiegel, on Solid Dog Blues and Roots. Thanks for having me. The man that I was killed the man that I wanted to be. Yeah, you've been listening to uh, Lloyd Spiegel talking with Sully Dog on Sully Dog Blues and Roots podcast as an interview uh, around the globe on sully.com.au. And, and of course, you can get us on iTunes and all sorts of other places. And uh, get on to lloydspiegel.com and check out the uh, the June, July, August uh, touring schedule for, for Lloyd. Make sure you pick up a copy or get it off on iTunes or JB Hi-Fi after the 1st of July. And it's hard sometimes to tell where he ends I begin I get to my door, he unlocks it and lets himself in And he fathers my son and covets my wife He holds him to ransom and ruins my life The man that I was killed the man that I wanted to be The man that I wanted to be And he lies to my friends And lies to my face He looks in my eyes And then stands in my place The man that I was Killed the man that I wanted to be Hey, this is Lloyd Spiegel, and I'm getting my dog on.